Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Hey guys, it's Mia and welcome to No Filter. It's the morning of the election, Wednesday, and we're dropping this bonus episode of No Filter after I did an interview yesterday with the author Jodie Picot. Now, her surname's spelled P-I-C-O-U-L-T, and you would have no doubt seen it on lots of book covers, and you may have read some of her books, including Songs of the Humpback Whale, Perfect Match, My Sister's Keeper. Remember that movie with Cameron Diaz? She's got like two dozen books. She came in to talk about her new book, Small Great Things, but you'll be shocked to hear that I just basically wanted to talk about the election and Hillary and Trump and America. And a lot of it ties into the themes in her new book, Small Great Things, which are actually about racism. We're going to drop the full interview with Jodie in a few weeks' time, but we wanted to drop this episode today so that you get in the US election spirit and get a little bit of an insight into someone who's got such great knowledge and feelings and experiences deep within American culture. So enjoy this interview with Jodie. We're going to be recording a special episode of Out Loud and I've already chewed all my nails to nothing. I can't even speak. I can't even speak. Listen to the interview, enjoy it and go here. How do you feel about being away from America at a time like this? Well, I couldn't be more propitious, could it? I mean, it's I'm, a good time to not be in America. We right are now. obsessed. We've got Hillary Pantsuit Day tomorrow. See? We are getting yeah. dressed up, the office. I love it. We've got the Hillary Situation yeah. Room set up in there. Thank God. Um, Why I'm, am I not here tomorrow? I'm bringing my kids in. <laughs> That's great. For this historic moment. Please well, God. it better be historic. It it's better be historic. pretty terrifying Can right you now. give me some reassurance? Cause no. Because it's the day before the election. Polls it's, open in how many hours? About 12? Probably. Uh, no more. No, probably less, about 20. Not, no, not even that much. Because some of them will open at 9 a.m. Yeah, it'll, it'll so be early. Polls open soon? Can yeah, you but a lot of people me? have been voting. I mean, we have a lot of early voting. And do um, they all vote for Hillary? Please, please. I, I don't know. I mean, they don't tell us these things. I don't get special memos from the government or anything. It's really scary, honestly. It's really scary. It's really, and it's not a sure thing by any means. No, it's not. What do you think is going to happen? I am hopeful that America will come to its senses. <laughs> what I really think is this. My, my son's actually working for um, a senatorial campaign now in New Hampshire that's one of the most, we're one of the most contested states, and we could change a Republican senator into a Democratic one, which would be very awesome. Wow. It is literally a dead heat, so I don't know how that's going to go down. And I think a lot of the down-ballot issues are going to depend on who turns out to vote. But what he reminded me, I was telling him how sick I was of answering the phone because we get polls every night in New Hampshire, like three or four up until 11 p.m. Also, people are ringing you saying, who are you voting for? Exactly. Do you just answer the phone and go, Hillary, no. and hang up? <laughs> Usually I don't answer the phone. And so I said that to Jake and he said, always answer the phone. I said, why? He goes, because the people who are answering the phone 
are the people who are old or crabby or have nothing better to do, and many of them are voting for Trump. So the polls could be skewed, but we won't actually know that until people get out into the the I was listening today. You can maybe explain this to me. Um, They were saying that the Latino population is very hard to poll. Why is that? I don't know why that why that is. I do know that there the turnout, the early voter turnout has been in record numbers with Latinos and they are voting all for Hillary. They have to. Yeah, they have to. It's interesting uh, and and also people were saying that a lot of people um are scared to tell pollsters who they're voting for. Right. Is it always like that or is this election a particular hotbed of this election fear is the most anger? ridiculous election I have seen since I turned 21 and started voting because nothing is being decided on issues. No one oh, no. is discussing the issues. There are no all I know there's a wall and that's all I know. That's that's the only oh, and there's policy. email. There's a lot of email. There's email. Right. But that's not a policy. No. The wall is a policy. Well, I couldn't tell you one of Hillary's policies. Oh, Hillary has great policies. I'm sure she does. They're all on her website. She keeps trying to talk about them. But Trump has no policies. If you go no. to his website, there are actually no legitimate policies. But no one cares. No, that's it. That's exactly it. Nobody cares. And I, it's really interesting. I've tried to engage with uh, Trump supporters who are readers of mine. And, you know, I've tried to have a very civil discussion over social media. And I've said, tell me what it is about your candidate that would make him a good leader. And they, they all start by saying, well, Hillary. And I said, no, no, no. You can't use the words Hillary Clinton. Yeah. And then they can't. How do you have convers? Because how do you have conversations with people who are Trump supporters? You have to have a conversation in a safe zone. Like you can't come in here going, "Well, you're crazy because you're voting for Trump." Like they are crazy. Well, a lot of them are, but there you can't say that obviously. No, and not all of them are. Like this one woman, I was shocked. She was a Mexican immigrant, first generation American, and her mother emigrated from Mexico. She was voting for Trump. Of all people, I mean, wow. she lived in Texas, and she said it was because her mother worked so hard to get here legally that that was why she was upset, you know, about illegal immigration. I mean, but and and the other things that they kept talking about were, you know, she said that that she's not happy with what's been done during the Obama administration. She doesn't want another four years of that. You know, it, they have some of them have logical reasons, and mm-hmm. I totally understand disillusionment. Mm. I just find it so hard to understand why when you feel disenfranchised and disillusioned, you would vote for the candidate that would not support the services that could actually help you. That always baffles me. Completely. Yeah. Completely. I, I've, I've wondered through this election, because it has been so polarizing, how artists and authors and performers and musicians mm-hmm. who have got or potentially have Trump fans amongst mm-hmm. – have you come out or have you been fearful of coming out and saying I'm for Hillary because you can't afford to alienate people who are going to buy your books? There are very few people who um, don't know my political leanings or know <laughs> that I have All of your books are socially opinions. progressive. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's any terrific shock that I'm a Democrat. Yeah. But on the other hand, there have been people who've said things to me like, um, I don't understand why you put your politics into your books or you made a comment about uh, George um, George Bush senior uh there's actually it's in leaving time there's this uh it's a great story it's about george bush senior has his arm around serenity jones the character um who's a psychic and he has his hand on right on her boob and i have gotten a lot of nasty email from republicans saying you know he's such an upstanding gentleman why would you say that well the reason i said that is because when i met President Bush, that's what he did to me. And I have that picture in my office. Wow. So, you know, once I tell them that, then they kind of go, oh, 
children. It's research based. Right, exactly. But honestly, every every person who is an author or um, an actor or uh, mm. a filmmaker, all the people in, in the creative world that I know mm. have all come forward and taken a stand because they have a platform and they have people listening to them. And if you can get even one undecided person to change their mind, then you know maybe you've done some good. John Green, the YA author, was making phone mm, calls mm. to undecided voters this weekend. So Jodie, where's Oprah? Oprah's for Hillary. She's barely for Hillary. She's barely for Hillary. Well, she did say that. She said, didn't she say, um, you know, it, she may not like her? Yeah, under right. sufferance. It's yeah. a, it was the most half-assed, half-hearted endorsement I've ever heard, which was shocking to me. Mm. And if you go on her Instagram, there's pictures of her cookbook. There's pictures of her favorite things list her out. Right, but not. But not this. And it's like, could it be more in her um, bullseye? It's a man who insults people for their race, for their gender, for their weight, all things she's been so outspoken about yeah. and she's nowhere. I don't know. Oprah has never spoken to me personally. I have no idea what she's holding well, up for. I mean, honestly, the biggest advocate for Hillary Clinton has been Michelle Obama. Hasn't she been extraordinary? I don't know amazing. if you've seen the speech she gave Absolutely. this morning. Oh, no. Did she give another one this she morning? She did. And no, she I gave was on a plane. It, well, yeah. <laughs> no excuse. She gave it next to... Um, uh, Obama mm-hmm. and Bill Clinton and it was like two of the greatest orators of our yeah. time she blitzed them both she's incredible blitzed them. she's better than her husband her speech in Manchester New Hampshire was oh. amazing and she hasn't said Trump's name once in a I year. know she's it, been on the trail for a year her opponent yeah the candidate I love yeah. her I love her she's so incredible much. If you want to buy a book mentioned on No Filter, go to apple.co forward slash Mamma Mia, where you'll find every book we talk about on any of our shows in one place. You know, if you're not bored of me yet, I also have a newsletter. It's called No Filter, but it's different to the podcast. Each week, I email out to all my subscribers a list of all the stories I've been reading during the week from all around the internet, my favorite pics of what I've been reading, my favorite podcasts, um, what I've been wearing, just bits and pieces. It's just like a little bit of a mini download from my brain. So if you go to miafriedman.com, you can subscribe there. This podcast was produced and edited by Eliza Ratliff. Our executive producer of podcasts at Mamma Mia is Monique Bowley, and our head of entertainment is Holly Wainwright. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au.